0: is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. at cbsi.com. Here we go. We're here to help you win the ultimate bragging rights, a fantasy title.
1: Let's go. Now here's Adam Dave, Jamie, and
0: Heat. Starter's hit for the AFC home games. We got a Super Bowl rematch. We got an AFC North game. That's pretty interesting. Could be a defensive struggle. That would be the Steelers' and the Bengals, and we welcome the whole gang today jamie dave heath hey what's going on heath how you doing start with you
1: it is great to be here i am so excited this is going to be the best podcast ever really yes oh and dave do you share the sentiments even though no how come this is going to
2: rank
0: as the 117th best podcast (laughs) (laughs) and none of you including Jamie eisenberg Got your jelly bean, or your jelly belly bean boozles, and nope. I'm kind of annoyed about that. So. Aww. I thought you were gonna send it to us.
1: Wait, what do you mean? We didn't get them. Go, we're, we're go just, out and- go buy these per- Yes, purchase them! No! That was never part of the deal. The deal was that they would be sat here in front of us and we would have to choose one. Oh what, well,
2: he- you think they're just gonna magically yeah. appear, Heath? You're gonna have to do
1: some action. Well, you lost a bet. There's one person here that runs the show. That's I mean, true. He, likes, he likes to make it pretty clear who runs the show. Run the show!
0: I it was going boodles. to I thought Dave was going to take care of it I really did but I'm sorry I've oh, got Dave a farm mitzvah
2: a plan this week I've been very very busy away from work I'm lucky I got my stuff done on time but sure let me drop everything for including what's going on with my
0: son's huge life event to go buy some terrible jelly beans. Let me tell you something it's not your son's huge life event it's it's your huge it's like it's No I already had 13. my bar mitzvah. He's 13 doesn't care he's the theme was baseball <laughs> Okay all right, all right. Uh, FanDuel. Start playing Daily Fantasy on FanDuel. If you lose on FanDuel, you don't have to eat disgusting jelly beans. That's going to happen. Either tomorrow or next week, it will happen. Sign up today, FanDuel.com. Click the Join Now button and use our code CBSPOD. You're going to get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million when you make your first deposit. And CBSPOD's the code, and that's void where prohibited. All right, got to talk about Ezekiel Elliott more news on that. We got to talk about Andrew Luck. Is it time to drop Andrew Luck? I will even make a case, even though I don't agree with it, to drop T.Y. Hilton. But you know, whatever. We'll make the case. Update you on some injuries. Heath wrote a uh, stash candidate column, the stash candidate power rankings. So we'll talk about end of the bench guys you should stash right now. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into the games. We'll get into the AFC home games. As far as Zeke goes. So now uh, there's a report that the NFL and Ezekiel Elliott have discussed the possibility of a settlement. We got some good feedback on Amy Dash's appearance yesterday on the show. And you know, I just I just wanted to say I think some people might have heard Amy's interview and they're very confident that Ezekiel Elliott won't be suspended. And even though Amy was right on and did a great job, I just think that you have to be cautious here. Like you can't you guys agree, you can't just assume that he's going to win this and face no suspension at any point. Oh, of course. Right. I just yeah, wanted to get I mean, that out there cuz based on some of the feedback I was seeing, it maybe Cowboys fans, maybe Zeke owners getting excited. And it, No, I mean, look, a- 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 Amy's reporting what she
3: knows and what, you know, she's putting together as somebody in the legal field. And look, I I think we we've said from the beginning that there's a chance it's he's going to play all 16 games, you know, before the latest news, before the the TRO, all that stuff. So, it's just one of those situations where, and I'll, I'll speak for myself as Ezekiel Elliott owner. I, I, I picked up Darren McFadden still, and I have a decision to make on a roster spot. I'm, I'm probably going to drop McFadden. If you have the ability to hold those guys, it's the same thing. Like if you're expecting some, you know, an injury-prone player, you you stash the the backup guy if you feel that the backup guy can help your fantasy team.
0: Okay, yeah. So just wanted to get that out there, and uh, we'll see what happens. They're talking settlement. Okay, thank you. Now, the big news. Andrew Luck is going to stop throwing while he deals with shoulder inflammation. Is it time to drop Andrew Luck? That's the first question. Second question, do you expect Luck to play this year? Uh,
3: yes, drop him. No, at this point. And even if he does, hold on, wait.
2: I'm going to change the tenor. Hey, guys, guess what? Andrew Luck's going to be back playing in a couple of weeks. After that Colts bye in week 11, he'll be back. Here are his matchups. Tennessee, Jacksonville, at Buffalo, Denver, Baltimore, Houston, Jacksonville and Baltimore also on the road. How many matchups in there would you want to start Andrew Luck in? Like feel great about starting Andrew Luck in? One? Two? Well, if he's Andrew Luck, if he comes back and he's Andrew Luck, then most of them.
3: Do you think he'll come back and be Andrew Luck after oh, he's missed so much time? Probably not. At this point, shut him down. I mean, if he, if he can't stay healthy, you're still going to have to, you know, treat him. Th- think about Cam Newton, for example. Were his struggles early in the season kind of like him working his way through training camp and, and preseason games? Sure. And then all of a sudden he's, he feels right and he's good to go. Well, he had this exact thing happen to him in training camp
1: where he, his arm had a little bit of soreness and he didn't throw for a week and then he'd throw and we're like, are they rushing Cam? Should they be doing what a- they're doing with Andrew Luck instead? Seems like Luck's just two months behind him. So if that's the case, Luck should be good in two months.
2: And, but and everybody's different. <laughs>
3: though. We just we don't know that. What are they? Two and four? four? They're two and four. Yeah, shut them down.
1: But they're a game back of
3: first. Right. I mean, we can. Say they, shut beat, them if down. they beat
1: Jacksonville this week. They're not shutting them down. They can't.
2: But fantasy owners can. And Jamie said it. He said, it. "Cut him if you need the roster spot." I think that's
3: great. Yeah, I, yes. I, I agree. I, I have him right now. I, I've I've had him on several rosters. I have him in two leagues. They're both keeper leagues. It's the only format that I'm holding.
0: What about T.Y. Hilton? He's the Surprisingly, the number 13 wide receiver in standard, number 18 in PPR, but he has had six games this year. Four of them, four or fewer fantasy points. Two huge games, four terrible games. I mean, I feel like he's going to be this year's Doug Baldwin. You
1: don't even consider dropping him.
0: I mean, I don't feel, feel like he's going trading. to be. This, he's not going to be this year's Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin finishes a top 10 receiver. There is no way Ty Hilton is is going to finish. And he's the top 13th 10 right now. Yeah, and, and he hasn't had a bye yet, so he's not 13th on a per game basis. He's 13th in standards, he's 18th in PPR, I just, I don't see it. Like, I guess Brissett isn't, he's not a bad quarterback, he's not putting up big stats, but he could get better, I could see that. But, he, Luck, or Hilton, does have bad matchups pretty much the rest of the way, and it matters now. Like, it matters that he doesn't have Andrew Luck, I'm sorry, like, like he's, I'm not dropping him, but, he's like a number two at best receiver for me now. He, I, I... Well yeah, but you're not dropping number two receivers. I don't even know if he's a number two, like to me, I, Am I, I wrong
3: think he's here? A
2: must start each week. He, no. Okay. The that's the best of, way to he's say. He's the it.
3: type of player that is in the same scenario like Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't want to say Stephon Diggs, but maybe the
1: Packers now. Uh,
3: maybe. Well, we have maybe to see. Devontae. We have to see. He's just he's going to have these weeks where if he's going to take one one play, and like this, we we differ completely on this. I think maybe all three of us, but um, or me versus uh. Uh, these two guys. I I don't want to start him this week against those two corners.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I guess I don't the best want to. The best way to put it is he's not a must start every week. I think that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's what Dave said. I maybe went too far. He's not a must start every week. You are no, cutting him. No, I said I'm not cutting him. But honestly, like it wouldn't surprise me if he's he's kind of just a flex going forward and a guy that you look back at the end of the year and say, well, if I did cut Ty Hilton, it wouldn't have really hurt me. That's just, look at, look at what he's done so far. I mean, he's had two huge games. He's had four terrible games.
3: And, and they were predictable. I mean, you know, the, the one that, that's sort of the frustrating one was last week. Mm-hmm. Cause you thought he would play well against the bad Titans defense. But the, the Cleveland game, we saw it coming. The 49ers game, we saw it coming. Mm-hmm. The other did, ones, you know, that it was going to be tougher. Did he have a
1: fumble in week one? Is that, or something? Cause he had 57 yards in that game.
0: Uh, he may have, but that's still not that good of a game. 57, it's terrible. I'm not
1: saying it's good, but you said four out of six with four points or less.
0: Okay, then yes, he had a fumble. He had 57 in one and 49 in another. So he had a fumble then, yeah. So, yeah. All right, fine. Either way, I mean, that's not a good game. Okay, uh, DeMarco Murray sat with hamstring tightness. I guess it's not totally unexpected. Do we still expect Murray to play this week? Yeah, we expect him to
1: play. As of now, yes. And remember the last time we had these concerns on a Wednesday with DeMarco Murray? Uh, I don't. Uh, he had a 75 yard touchdown run and Derek Seattle. ran for 50 yards. Gotcha. In the whole game.
0: Leonard Fournette did not practice, but we expect him to play, right? As of now. As of now. Yeah, I'm not, nervous. Not bad, I right. need to get
1: Chris Ivory. I'm more nervous about him than I am Murray because Murray's been dealing with this and he's a veteran and practicing Wednesday is not really a big deal.
3: No, but the difference would be is that they can afford to sit Murray for a game. They could
1: have afforded to, we thought, two weeks ago, and they just... Well, he may have been better off
3: than we thought at that point. Remember, the the, the previous game against, I believe it was against Jacksonville, was Henry was running well, and they had the game well in hand in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Right. And I said this going in, you know, we don't know how hurt he is. No, we don't. on, On Sunday of that week. And I think this scenario is, if he is more injured, it could be the same thing. I mean, they had the game in the fourth quarter, and... And Henry was was getting all that work. Well, it, it, I guess it could be the same thing.
0: And if Fournette is out, would you consider Ivory a, a start at Jacksonville?
3: Definitely,
2: he would make a number two running back. Okay. he would be great against Jacksonville.
1: Yeah,
2: oh, Jacksonville's
1: right. bad against the run, but I don't think they're going to trade him to the Colts the week they play them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, he plays Indy against the Colts. He would be he'd be he'd be a number two guy. Yes.
0: Kelvin Benjamin left practice with a knee injury. Does this seem serious to you guys, Kelvin Benjamin? The God. fact that he left practice, yes. Yeah, let's see what happens. Okay. See if he practices today. All right, let's talk about some stash candidates. But first, we got to do something really important here. We got to wish a very, very special, very super happy birthday to. Chris Kattan, Dave, former SNL star. Chris Kattan, how about that? He
2: was the guy behind the Night at the Roxbury skit. I forget the other guy who he was with. Will Ferrell, you've ever heard of him? Uh, No. And so Chris Kattan, clearly the star of that skit. It's his birthday. I just wanted to give a special shout-out to him.
1: Love Chris Kattan. Happy birthday, Chris. Chris Kattan is 47. Wow. Adam, aren't you glad that you're not in your 40s? I love. I'm so Can glad. Can you about imagine how washed you would feel if you were over 40?
0: John Favre, also happy birthday to him. He's probably John in his who? Favre? Favreau, Favreau, Favreau. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's this uh, is uh, Brett's brother?
3: This bit Brett is Favreau is going great. That's Brett like Favreau? John Favreau. That's from um well, something about Mary. Yeah, Brett Fav. What about Brett Favreau? Favre.
2: Uh, uh it, yeah, you remember him from Swingers and he directed some of the Iron yeah. Man
3: movies. You're, 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 He's forgetting, awesome. you're forgetting a great, uh, Sports.com employee whose birthday is today.
0: Joe Polito. Joe Polito. Yeah, Joe, happy birthday Joe Polito. We got Evander Holyfield's birthday and it's Jamie Eisenberg's, Jamie Eisenberg's birthday. Happy birthday Jamie. Yeah, way to go. Hey! No, hey. come cool. on, happy birthday Jamie! Thanks bro. Yeah, it what's is. What's your Jay- birthday wish?
3: birthday. You got one birthday wish. What is it? Uh, what's my one birthday wish? I mean, I don't want any money. I don't want any fame. I don't want any fortune. Forget about all that. Stuff.
0: I'll take all that then. <laughs> Adam can use the bucks. Um, one birthday wish.
3: You want to think I about it? I'll think about it. Matt Ryan it. to have a big game. You think no, to, that, that's,
1: to, to be under forty like Adam and I again?
3: I don't. I don't wish that at all. Um, to, be so much to be under forty.
0: You're forty-one, right?
3: I'm forty-one. Yes.
0: Yeah, forty-one. Happy birthday, man. Thanks, man. He's a good dude. He's gonna have a great day. Good for you, Jake. Thank you. I uh, think he was talking about. And you know what tomorrow is? Your return to video. My well, return to video. I'll tell you about that in a second. I want to talk a little bit more fantasy football here. Let's talk about some stash candidates. Heath, who should people be stashing for, uh, for a good end-of-season run? Well, let's start
1: with something that's happened yesterday when waiver claims processed that should not happen anymore. We saw Golden Tate and Emmanuel Sanders dropped in a few leagues. Don't drop those guys. They are at the very top of the stash candidates, and they are must-own. Even if you need, like, I understand people are trying to hold on McFadden and Alf just in case Zeke gets suspended. No, that's a bad plan. Sterling Shepard is still one of my favorite stash candidates. Are you, I,
3: are you seeing those guys dropped in 12-team leagues or more 10-team leagues? I would I, I, guess
1: I, it's 10-team. But I, even at
3: a 10-team, you don't drop them. No, I agree. I'm, I'm just, you know, thinking that if you're stuck. What situation? Like, I just think you have a worse player on your roster.
1: Who you, if you have a team, I guess it's possible that you have a team where that's your
3: worst player. But you could you could have a scenario where you had Tate, Hopkins, and somebody else that are on buys, and Watson, and so you're not dropping.
0: Right, the, I, I the, the point remains. The point, huh? remains. the point you remains. know we don't want to don't drop those guys if you can avoid it. Um, Sterling Shepard.
3: Just just real quick though, right. if you had
0: to drop one of the two, you
3: drop Tate over Sanders.
0: Just because, I would drop
3: Sanders over Tate. If if they're both healthy, I would agree with you. But Sanders probably has a better chance of playing than Tate does sooner based on what we know.
2: (sighs) This is such a weird conversation because most people listening aren't dropping either of these guys. True. Just saying.
1: All right, go ahead, Daniel
2: Sanders is owned still in 96% of leagues. Golden Tate in 98% of leagues. They're being dropped everywhere.
1: (laughs) It's gone down.
2: Don't use them in daily fantasy. All right, Heath. Keep on going.
1: Sashions. Okay, Sterling Shepard, I still think one. after the bye, he's down to 72% now. Rob Kelly at 69%. Samaj P. Ryan has shown absolutely nothing. I love when it. Kelly comes back, he's going to get the running back work.
0: Mm-hmm. And he might come back this week, chance. It's a
1: possibility, him, yeah.
0: yes. I-, I don't know why I'm oddly high on him like rest of season because I just think they're very committed to running the ball. I think they have a good offensive line. It, it you know standard obviously he's better than PPR but i'm kind of feeling rob kelly Good
1: chris ivory did half. move way up the stash rankings this week but he's still he's still below guys like rob kelly below um deonte foreman greg olson just a month away now from returning it sounds like yeah i've been uh, looking at getting him in a he, couple he, of he should my be on a with. roster um and then i i dropped Morris and McFadden quite a ways down the stash rankings this week. I don't think it's as important to hold on to them, especially if you don't have Zeke. Just because the odds of Zeke being suspended do seem quite a bit lower. We don't have complete clarity on which one of these guys are going to get the work. And I feel like it's pretty likely that they're going to share it. And this offensive line hasn't been as good as it was last year. Can I drop
2: some names and you tell me where they are on your stash list? Uh, okay. Uh, Alex Collins,
3: who's I don't available view Alex, 51%. Co-
1: Alex Collins is not on the stash list Ooh. because I think Alex Collins helps you this week, and I try to not oh. put guys on the stash list that are going to help you this week. I don't know why how is Alex Collins fifty one percent owned? It beats the hell out of me. He should be owned in –
2: Everybody should go points. at Alex there's,
3: Well, there's two reasons. One, he hasn't scored a score touchdown. People tend to follow that number. Right. And the other part of it is PPR leaks, He doesn't help you that much. Yeah, at all. He hasn't had no. a catch yet this season. But I
2: think he has a chance to be the best
3: running – the best rushing down to back yes. in so, Baltimore. Totally agree. But if he's getting you in PPR, great rushing average, 12 for 60, 15 for 70, those seven points – Right. He needs to score to right. make it even better. Th- he those, can't touch Kamara or th- – Those Chris seven points him. when you're looking at – you know. Having Duke Johnson, or those type of players. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have another one. Corey
1: Davis, Tennessee Titans wide receiver. Corey Davis fell last week behind Mike Williams for the first time. I left Mike Williams on the stash rankings because he's not playing enough snaps to where I think he can help you now. Right. Davis is in that range behind Williams, but ahead of Greg Olson.
2: And then one more, one selfish one.
1: Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is towards the bottom. I'm sorry. But he's on the list. He, he's on the he's list. He's on the, the list, Adam. Bottom. He is not somebody I'm particularly excited about, but I do have him higher than John Ross.
0: Well, if if 68% ownership is okay, because Sterling Shepard's like, what, 72 or something? Yeah. Marvin Jones is 68% owned. Well, exactly, but he does not
1: necessarily qualify, because I think he's somebody that you could start
0: yeah, not this week is not a bye, but yes, not a, not a bad guy. I mean, if Golden Tate's out, then both those guys are pretty interesting, even though they have a tough matchup in Week 8 against the Steelers. Steelers have not faced good competition, but they do allow the fewest fantasy points right now to opposing wide receivers. Yeah, but Marvin Jones, 68% owned. Feels a little under-owned to me. Uh, all right, that's good stuff. If you want to read more about it, you can go to uh, cbssports.com slash fantasy. Now, we've got other podcasts you should know about. NBA season has started up. And we're all excited for the Knicks. But also, we're all excited for the Flagrant 2 podcast. It is a really good show with uh, Bill Ryder and Reed Forgrave. These are very talented radio guys. They're doing a great job on this podcast. They've got good guests on. They already already had Lavar Ball on, uh, and uh, they're booking big guests. So I, I think you're going to really like that one. It's Flagrant 2. Just go to CBSSports.com slash podcast, and you can see a list of our shows. Although I'm not sure if Flagrant 2 is on there, actually, because uh, it's very new. But we've got a great college football one, 24-7 sports college football. We've got a great NFL one called Pick 6. I think you're going to love our selection. We've got In This Corner, which is a wrestling, MMA, and uh, and boxing podcast. They have great interviews on that. So please check it out. Fantasy Football Today is live noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. And I am making my FFT return tomorrow with Jamie hosting and me doing analysis. That is is going to be fun. Happy birthday. That's your birthday present. You get the host and I get to be the analyst. Well, I'm actually
3: in Florida where you should be. So that's why I get the host, Ah. but, uh, you get to see Adam's face again. Are you going to pick your nose on camera?
0: No, I guess I have to shave, right? Harry's razors. Harry's razors. We have a date tomorrow morning. I think you should
3: just show up wearing me undies and nothing else.
0: I'm wearing them today. Tell you that. All right. I got
3: a trade offer that I'm making. Tell me if you approve. Okay. As we speak. So I got offered. This is just a terrible trade offer. I got offered Jordan Reed and Mike Gillislee for Carlos Hyde. I'm obviously rejecting that, but I'm going to counter with Carlos Hyde, Brandon Cooks, and Orleans Darkwa, the great Orleans Darkwa, PPR league for Antonio Brown and Rob Kelly.
0: Yeah, I'd take that.
3: I think it's a bit of an Azer offer, but
2: I'll yeah, like, I, don't I don't think, think the it is. guy's going to give Antonio Brown for that.
3: We'll see. He wanted Hyde. He's getting a receiver in return. He's getting starting running back in return. Cooks is, you know. Cooks is good. Yeah, oh, he is. Yeah, no, no, Isn't he's not okay. good. Come he's on, he's okay. He's yeah. good. He's good.
0: He's got. He gets the 80 yards almost every week now. I think. T.Y.
2: Hilton has more big games than he does.
0: Ion Fantasy Football is Saturday night on uh, CBS Sports Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern until midnight. Heath will be on yes. that. Heath and and Jamie are on Ion Fantasy Football tomorrow uh, Saturday night on CBS Sports Radio and your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access. Start your free trial right now at cbs.com/nfl. cbs.com/nfl you can watch games on any mobile device uh cbs.com/nfl. All right, let's do the news and notes real quick here guys. Seattle defensive end Cliff Avril out for the season and he may need to retire due to a neck and spine injury. It's a really tough blow. He had 11 and a half sacks last season. And, uh, they got some injuries on defense. That's, that sucks. Uh, sorry to hear that. How many Green Bay offensive linemen do you think will miss this week's game? It could be three. as many as three.
1: I would set the over-under at 1.5. At least one, possibly two. Yeah. It's, well, what it's... do we know from practice yesterday? One of them did not practice. Two of them practiced limited. Uh,
2: correct. Lane Taylor didn't go and Bulaga was limited and Bakhtiari was limited. I will say that Bakhtiari and Bulaga have been limited before and still not made it to
1: Sunday, although I believe they had different injuries. I think Bulaga is on pace to get through the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. A limited practice on Wednesday is usually a good sign for that. I think it's a full practice Thursday or Friday. Um, I think at this point we have to expect Blaine Taylor is going to be out. And, and He's good. He's been good for them. And
0: Bakhtiari would be the wild card doesn't make me very excited about the Packers' offense, even against the Saints, who have had a better defense than we expected. But that game is tomorrow. We'll preview it. Uh, Washington defensive tackle Jonathan Allen is out for the season. It's their rookie first-round pick. he has been a nice surprise for them. He has a list Frank foot injury. It's a tough blow for the Redskins. We'll see how their run defense holds up. They're at Philadelphia on Monday night, and they could be without both starting cornerbacks. So, you know, could be a good week for the Eagles' offense. Tell me if you expect Devontae Parker this week. No. Not as of now. Stefan Diggs. No. Nope. Robbie Anderson.
1: We probably should change him to a no. Okay. Probably. I guess we'll see what he does today. We have him currently ranked, but he did leave the game and he hasn't practiced yet, so that's, that's generally a no.
0: It's Robbie Anderson. Jeremy Macklin and Mike Wallace, are they both gonna, both looking like they'll play at Minnesota? It's looking better for Macklin. Okay. Uh, do you expect these players? Andre Ellington. Oh, well,
3: well, I was expected to play. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, Andre Ellington. Yeah, uh, as of now, yes, he'll play. Willie Sneed. Yeah, yes. Cam Newton. Yes. Jonathan Stewart. Yep, yep. Sterling Shepard. No. No. Paul Perkins. I kinda hope he doesn't. Is he still on the team? He, I don't, I mean, it would be dumb if they put him back in the mix, but they've been dumb in the past, so he's, he was limited in practice. We'll see about Perkins, uh, Rob Kelly, maybe Rex Burkhead this week.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's been practicing on a limited basis for
0: several weeks, and they've been making him inactive.
1: That it would make perfect sense, though. People just got excited, picked up DL Lewis <laughs> off the waiver wire. It's and time Perkins for Bur- the Rex. Well, it's time for the Rex Burkhead, and
2: guys. it could make sense because Gillisley let them down last
0: week. Uh, okay, Jordan Matthews. I think he needs one more week. Okay, but that's not a bad guy to stash, just because nope. they have. He's in the stash there. rankings,
1: but towards the bottom in the Kenny Galladay range.
0: And finally, Bilal Powell at Miami. Nope. Didn't practice on Wednesday. Nope. Guys, you know what I've been getting uh, some really good feedback on is is movement watches. uh dot slash f football. slash f football. Uh, first of all. I think you guys can attest. We've got movement watches. They're really cool. I mean, they're really nice. We love them. We talk about it off the air. We love those watches.
3: Yeah. I'm going to wear one. I'm going to wear mine to uh, Dave's bar mitzvah, Dave's son's bar mitzvah this weekend.
0: Oh yeah. Ah, uh, then, then, onto the radio show, very nice. No, but seriously, like, people have been asking, hey, what's that URL again? It's mvmtwatches.com slash ffootball. You get a nice discount there that I'll tell you about in a second. You get 15%, I'll tell you about it right now, 15% off, but there's more to it than that. And, uh, and, um, you know, the thing is, they're not flashy, they're not showy, they're not gaudy. They're just really nice. They're they're stylish. They're they're cool, and I think they're classy as well. I'm tired of looking at my phone to tell the time. It's nice to have a watch, you know. Step up your watch game. Join the movement. Get on Movement Watches. M V M T Com slash f football. It took me a long time, and actually, I had an email exchange with a listener who was like, "Hey, Adam, which one did you pick?" It took me like a while because there were like eight to ten watches that I really liked, and that was actually kind of a fun part of shopping for movement watches. So again, over a million watches have been sold in over 160 countries and this is a great price for them. They start at $95. 15% off, free shipping, free returns. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash ffootball mvmtwatches.com slash ffootball and join the movement.
1: I didn't used to be able to wear a watch because of my uh, arm and my nerve issues. Yeah. And I can wear this watch but I still forget a lot of times just because I'm not, I mean, I went, 10 years without ever wearing one. And so if my wife and I are going out, she will she now says, hey, put that watch on because it looks so good.
0: (laughs) Nice. Um, Let's do the games, guys. Atlanta and New England, we'll start with that. I wanted to read a lot of emails, so I kind of failed on that. I'm going to hope that we can get to it at the end of the show. Duncan, CK, Dozier, Frank, Chris. B. Smith, Adnan, and a few more. I've got your emails. I'd like to get to them, but we got to get to the games. We start with the Super Bowl matchup. I don't really remember what happened in that game. Uh, I stopped watching in the third quarter. So, Falcons, Super Bowl champions. They're at New England. Yeah, stat. I mean, gonna, there's going to be a lot of players starting in this game, obviously, for fantasy owners. But your stat of the game, Patriots have been pretty bad against pass-catching running backs. Kareem Hunt, 98 and, and two touchdowns. Kamara, 51 yards. Deontay Foreman, 65 yards. Fozzie Whitaker caught a touchdown. Matt Forte last week, or two weeks ago at, uh, uh, no, I think I'm wrong about that. Um, no, I, I was right. Did not catch that, was, that was last week. He had eight catches for 59 yards, right? Yeah. yeah. Huh? So, did? um, yeah, so that, I don't know. Is that help Tevin Coleman? He's always kind of a risky start, but does, you think he gets uh good production in the passing game this week? Yeah, for sure.
3: I mean, he's had, uh, I think, what, four or five catches prior to last week?
0: Yeah, most games. Mm. So actually, both teams struggle against pass-catching running backs. Who do you like better, James White or Tevin Coleman?
2: Coleman has a better chance to score. He actually gets carries on top of his catches. Nine carries each of his last two games. I believe he scored. Uh, it's not each of his. He's Twice this year. He scored, scored last, last week. week. Yep. That's right. And scored in the Super Bowl. Averaging 5.6 yards per carry. I think he's going to continue. I, I think this is where Atlanta does a lot of damage is with the running game. But it's also as the running back's
3: catching passes out of the backfield, like you said. I, I would, I would take Coleman and Standard, I'd take White and PPR.
0: You know, okay, are there any, are there any deceiving starts here? Are there any guys that look like good starts but might disappoint you this week? Anyone that you're worried about? I think you have to start with Matt Ryan, who hasn't reached 20 fantasy points yet.
2: He's gonna do that this week. If he doesn't, then it's done, done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I don't know if this matters to you. I asked Dave before the show, do you consider Jameis Winston a mobile quarterback? And he, he doesn't. But uh the three non-mobile quarterbacks against New England haven't really done great. Like, Breeze had 26 fantasy points on 45 attempts. Winston had 20 fantasy points on 46 attempts. McCown had 24 on 47 attempts. Matt Ryan doesn't throw the ball that much. He might if they're trailing. But the it's the mobile guys who have destroyed the Patriots. Deshaun Watson, Alex Smith is mobile. Cam Newton. I don't know. I'm fishing here because I'm just kind of nervous about Matt Ryan. Like I get it, you have to well, start Matt Ryan, but I don't know.
2: Well, let me just ease your fears. He's thrown at least 35
3: passes each of his last three games.
0: Yeah, 35. That's not that much. That, these guys threw fine. 45. But
3: that 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 hasn't been though in games where they've been chasing points to a level that you might expect this week. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, you know what? Let's not overthink it. Start Matt Ryan. Well, how many temps did he have in the Super Bowl? Mm, I I feel like it wasn't as many as you might think. It probably wasn't because they had a 28 28- Right, eight.
2: right, 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 right. And certainly nowhere near as many as Brady. Brady had a slew of them because he was
0: chasing. Okay. So, I'll tell you in a second how many he had. Uh, 23. Yeah, so not much at all. They like to run the ball and no, But he was he was to it. They didn't really have
3: the ball a lot. <laughs> uh, in terms of their such as, I mean, the the running backs at 18 carries. He threw 23 times.
0: Matt Ryan's fifth for Jamie, six for Dave, and third for Heath. Would you start him over uh, Deshaun Watson?
1: Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. Oh, bye. 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 Absolutely, yes.
0: I knew it. Would you start him over uh Carson Wentz? Of course, I would not. I would
3: rather go with Wentz.
0: And Jamie, especially
3: Washington's secondary is without Breeland. I mean, and I, I, I like both, Norman. It, it, it's just a matter of personal preference.
0: All right. Jamie has went one spot ahead, but they're basically tied. So yeah. All right. Good option. Start Matt Ryan over Deshaun Watson, which, who's the number one quarterback. I'm just saying. Uh, all right. the uh, Devontae Freeman only what nine carries last week, but got it must start, right? Yep.
2: Yes. Okay. Rare that he only gets nine carries in a game. He's had at least 12 in every game and he's been over 15. He's been 18 or more in three of his last four.
3: They they messed up last week. By they did. Away from they that. really did. So dumb.
0: Yeah. Now, how about the wide receivers? Anybody other than Julio Jones? Actually, Mohamed Sanu's status is very important, not only for Sanu, but also for Hooper and maybe Gabriel. So, yeah, tell me about the receiving core. Out, Julio's going to be started. Outside of him, what are we doing with Atlanta?
2: I think there's a chance Sanu plays, and he's been pretty decent for PPR purposes. Three games this year with at least four catches, two with five. Uh The one with four catches, he had a touchdown in. He's a little touchdown dependent in non-PPR formats. He could catch one of you plays. I think the Patriots are going to do everything they can to try and take Julio Jones away. It's what they did in the Super Bowl. It worked for most of the game.
1: But this is not the same. This, this Patriots defense can't take anything away. They're well, leaving they, they everybody stay, running on. all over the field.
2: If they Wide do, open. then
3: Hooper's gonna have a big day. Well, but that's the then point. Then the running backs yes. gonna have a big day. But I think then that's what they try the and do. have a big day. We've seen a lot of other teams do it this year. Well, and the, I, the the problem is, is that they just don't like to Heath's point. They don't have the same pass rush. That's completely been the big reason why they can't get stopping these. And these that's going to help Ryan tremendously. And that's going to help Ryan tremendously. And the other thing is, I don't. Gilmore didn't play last week either. So now they're down one of their better cover guys. So will they just let Malcolm Butler play on an island?
0: Well, okay, For, forget, forget that, yeah. guys. He,
1: you can't – the thing about Julio is he's one of the few receivers that even if you double-team him, Matt
3: Ryan, just throwing the ball. We And we have – look, this team is probably the one that you would say of the examples I'm going to give you don't fit the bill. A.J. Green complains. They fire the coordinator. They throw it to him as many times as they possibly can the next week. Antonio Brown has the tantrum on the sideline. They throw it to him as many times as he can possibly handle the next week. Melvin Goren complains about his workload. He comes out and he gets six catches and 20-plus carries. Whee. Squeak. Yeah, unfortunately. Right, but this
0: team it doesn't necessarily fit that bill. It didn't work for Sammy Watkins, unfortunately. But by the way, just tell me, Sanu, Gabriel, Hooper, what are we doing with these guys?
1: Gabriel's a high-end number three if Sanu sits. If they if he plays, they're both low-end number threes. I'm starting Hooper at tight end. I think it's a great matchup. He's getting the targets. Patriots are the fourth worst team against tight ends.
0: But he's not getting the targets when Sanu plays. When Sanu plays, he gets two low- targets a game.
3: Lowers his value for sure. All right. Ho- so- Hooper loses if Hooper and Gabriel lose a lot if— uh, he plays.
0: That said, this is, this is a great matchup. <laughs> five, I think five of six games the Patriots have given up a touchdown to a tight end. Patriots running backs. Tom Brady's number one for everybody. Patriots running backs. Rank them in standard, rank them in PPR.
3: <laughs> White, Lewis, Gillisley, White, Lewis, Gilson. Uh, I mean, I, I like, stupid. I like White a lot. This the is the matchup's perfect for him. I've got it Lewis
2: Gillisley White and non PPR. So maybe I'm taking the bait with Lewis.
1: We'll see. PPR, yeah. it's probably oh, it's definitely white Lewis Gillisley. I, I don't probably. really want to start any of them in non PPR. Well
0: we can abru- we can agree that Gillisley is a is an absolute sit this week, right? He's risque. He's he's risky,
1: but he also has three touchdown upside. I he got a silly always. thought
2: for you. If Rex is ready, do they make Gillisley inactive because he can't play special teams?
3: Wow, that would be unbelievable. It's it's very true. He Cap, could he possible. could be
1: anywhere from inactive to three touchdowns this
0: week. Yes, awesome. Ooh. He is the Tyree killer of running backs. All right, we'll compare him to other guys. As Tyreek will be active. Like, would you if Mohamed Sanu plays? Would you start Mohammed Sanu over Mike Gillisley?
2: I would. PPR not. for sure,
0: for sure. Yep. And standard, uh, standard probably not, but PPR. Is. Dion Lewis, we're still cautious with like. Not a must-start by any means. Nope. No. All right. He is for me because I have terrible running backs. So uh that's it. Oh, no, um, the wide receivers. So, yeah, everybody's going to start Cooks. I'm assuming everybody's going to start Hogan. Danny Amendola, three of his last four games, he has less than 50 yards. He does have a touchdown in one of those games. He had, like, 77 yards in the other game. So I don't know. Like, slot receivers have done pretty well against Atlanta. What do you think about Amendola this week? I think
3: he's a number three receiver in standard and a number two receiver in PPR.
0: Yeah, I've got him as a low-end
1: number three in standard and a borderline number two in PPR.
0: Is he better than Gabriel Sanu? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sit uh the DSTs, start Rob Gronkowski. Cincinnati is at Pittsburgh. Your stat of the game, Joe Mixon. He averages 2.8 yards per carry. But you know what? The Steelers, they allow the sixth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. And Dalvin Cook, Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, Alex Collins, and Leonard Fournette all average more than five yards per carry against Pittsburgh. I'm sure I didn't really think they were going to have a bad run defense. They were great last week against Kareem Hunt. Is this a good matchup for Joe Mixon, guys, who just hasn't been very good this year?
1: I mean, they were great last week against Kareem Hunt, but he had 110 total yards.
0: They were great against the run, yeah. He had five catches for 89 yards, but he had 21 rushing yards. But yes, you're I'm, right.
1: I, I'm probably starting Mixon in most cases where I own him. Yep. I would sit him for McKinnon. For sure.
0: Is yep. he better, is Mixon better than James White in PPR? No. Okay, I'm oh, sorry, I didn't know if anybody else was gonna jump in. Is he better it's than- It's a close, I would say it's a close call between those two. But he, but PPR. you gotta put Mixon Maybe ahead Maybe I of... give
2: Mixon the edge just because there's so many cooks in the New England kitchen.
3: Not in that kitchen no. though. In the running down's kitchen, yes. In the passing down's kitchen, no. Cook I'll, I'll be
1: pass- honest, Adam. Every time you ask a question about the Patriots <laughs> running back, I feel like I have nothing of value to add.
0: That's fine. So, But we're going to start Joe Mixon over Lewis and Gilleslie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Easily. All right. Could be a low-scoring game. These two teams don't usually have shootouts. Last year, it was 24-16 Pittsburgh and 24-20 Pittsburgh. Um, which quarterback do you like better, Dalton or Roethlisberger?
2: Ben, Roethlisberger, but I don't love either one.
0: No, I
1: don't want to start either one of these guys.
0: Yeah, at, at all. Yeah, Did you know that
1: Ben hasn't
2: even given you 15 fantasy points the last four weeks.
0: Oh yeah, and Cincinnati's defense
2: has been pretty good. Heath pulled out a stat this morning. They they are one of three teams in the league that allow 3.8
1: yards per carry, and was it 6.8 yards per catch? There are three defense giving up less than 6.8 yards per pass and less than 3.9 yards per carry. The Bill, the Broncos, Bills, and Bengals. Mm. The triple b bees. The killer bees.
2: These ben are actually has 20 fantasy points or fewer in three of four against Cincinnati
0: oh these are he did have 25 last year at home in six point right per that's pass the one
2: set, good me. one the other three other three times not so good
0: okay so yeah these are the two top pass defenses in the NFL but neither of them have faced great quarterbacks yet in fact they face a lot of really bad neither quarterbacks. of them are going to face a great
1: quarterback this <laughs> week yeah <laughs> that's
0: quite possible okay uh Giovanni Bernard any interest in him guys no for deep, what deep league flex okay bye week guy AJ Green is a top four wide receiver in both formats he's had some big games not last year in one game he had a dud against Pittsburgh but he's had some big games in the past against the Steelers I uh, just want to bring this up Antonio Brown is he is he someone you might avoid in daily he has yes. pretty bad history against this team yeah okay. I might
2: avoid both of these receivers in daily
0: yeah, I mean it is a bad matchup. Like obviously you start them in your seasonal leagues, no question. But the price tags might be a little high in daily for, for Brown and, and Green. Um on Bell, do you feel the same way? Must must start in seasonal, but maybe not in daily.
1: I don't mind playing him in daily. Yeah. If they're going to like I don't expect Cincinnati to get to a big lead. So my understanding is they may just give him 35 touches again.
0: All right. So I mean this is kind of an easy game. Are there any guys—you've got Martavis Bryant, you've got Juju Smith-Schuster, you've got Tyler Croft. Do we want to start anyone other than the really obvious guys? No, no. not at all. Okay, so Mixon is probably going to be the one that people struggle with in their lineups as flexes. But, you know, number number two running back, right?
1: Low end, number two.
0: And which DST do you like better?
1: Steelers. Steelers, but I like them both. Okay.
0: Yeah, the Steelers are 6th uh, for Jamie, 7th for Dave, and ninth for Heath. So like we said, not sure there's a lot of great fan duel options here for you. I think if you want to win a million dollars, Ben Roethlisberger's not going to be owned in a lot of leagues. I don't know. You think that Ben Roethlisberger will be owned in a lot of leagues, people taking chances, Heath? No, no, no. He's not a bad contrarian play, except the fact that I think he's going to be awful. <laughs> but that's, I guess, the... yeah. I guess that's the fun of it, right? You try to take a risk and you try to see something that nobody else sees and you can win a lot of money like that. Over 2.5 million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. So if you go in and you sign up for FanDuel, you want to get in the Sunday Million with over a million dollars of cash prizes, just use our promo code CBSPOD. Then when you make your first deposit on FanDuel, use that promo code Pod. We love it. We really have a great time playing FanDuel every week. I really look forward to setting my lineups. And, And there are contests for everyone. You don't have to worry about injuries. You don't have to worry about bye weeks. You don't have to worry about terrible matchups. You can choose from any player that's playing, you know, not to Sean Watson, like I said. Choose from any player that's playing in the NFL that week. You can do a Monday-Thursday contest that kind of overlaps two weeks. That's really interesting. You can do just the Sunday games, just the late games, and contests start at just $1. So start playing on FanDuel, and if you're already playing, keep playing on FanDuel because I have fun every single week playing on FanDuel.com. Promo code CBSPOD, free entry into the Sunday Million, CBSPod. Void where prohibited. We go to Denver and the Chargers here. Stat of the game, CJ Anderson. Fantasy points in three wins. Eight, twenty-six, and ten. Fantasy points in two losses. Three, and one. He's like a Jai. Only seventeen combined carries in two losses. Twenty or more carries in all three of Denver's wins. And, uh, you know, what does that mean to you guys? Because the losses were all, like, the losses were against the Giants and the Bills, and they were behind for most of the game. So, game flow is important for CJ Anderson. And I was actually a little surprised at how low he was ranked for you. He's like around 15th for you guys. I thought maybe he'd be like 8th. So Yeah, I've, I've
1: actually dropped him a little bit more. Uh, Vance Joseph was talking about getting Jamal Charles the ball more. And I don't think any of us believe that Jamal Charles can handle a starter's workload. I doubt the Broncos believe that. But Charles, so far, is only averaging 8 touches a game. If they bump that up to twelve touches a game, thirteen touches a game, and we're taking even more away from Anderson, because Charles has been the more effective running back so far, I, I'm I'm worried about him. Define a starter's workload. Um, fifteen plus touches per game. Okay. Uh,
2: Anderson's given you that three times. To- Anderson. Did I say Anderson? Yes. yes. Three times this year, he's given you over twenty carries a game. Right. Adam said that. Right. And. Yeah, like Adam said, the production just.
0: No, hasn't been no, he's him. been, he's been fine in those games. I mean, he had like 80 something yards. He had, he had a 26 fantasy point game and then he had 10 right. fantasy points, which was a, it's, it's, so, it's, but here's it's, what it's, I was, it's a scared. very
3: simple formula.
0: Every time he's had 20 carries, they've won. Well, but they can't give him 20 carries when they're trailing. I don't think they're going to be trailing in this game, do you? Right. Not by, no. not by so much where they have to get away from the run. No. no, no, this
3: is, this is a tailor-made game for him, especially with Simeon banged up, with Sanders out, with the right tackle hurt. It should be feed Anderson and Charles. I mean, give them, give them both work, but they were giving
2: Charles, and this is what I was getting at. They gave him nine plus carries each of the first three weeks of the season. They got away from that the last two games they played. And so there have been games this season where Anderson and Charles have combined for 30, 34, a lot of work between the two of them. Yeah. So there is room to scale back Anderson a little bit and still give Charles more work. And both of them have productive games.
0: And the Chargers are the worst run defense in the NFL. If, if yeah, they're not they still the act- struggle to tackle. Yeah, if they're not actually the worst, they're definitely among the worst. So uh CJ Anderson, I'll just give CJ Anderson or Joe Mixon.
1: Anderson, Anderson, yeah.
0: Well, you know, let's look at the other guy in this game: CJ Anderson or Melvin Gordon.
3: I'll go Gordon, Melvin, Melvin now for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, you're starting Gordon, but. This is the best-run defense in football. At least they were <laughs> going into that juggernaut Giants running game, ran all over them. You guys have Adrian Peterson ranked ahead of C.J. Anderson? Yes. Yes. No. Not Heath. The other guys do. Okay. Um, that game we'll, we will preview tomorrow. So C.J. Anderson is a number two running back, and he's worse in PPR. Demarius Thomas, a must-start here. He had 67 yards in the first meeting. Yep. No touchdowns yeah. this year. Sanders out, yes. Okay, yeah, big game last week, 10 catches, 133 yards. Uh, Benny Fowler, what do you think about his sleeper potential? He's 7% owned. He had two touchdowns in Week 1 against the Chargers. And in two games last year, Fowler was the only Broncos wide receiver that caught a touchdown against the Chargers.
2: He had two of them in Week 1.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that was
2: back when the Chargers had both of, both of their outside cornerbacks playing. This time around, it's it's only Casey Hayward. I don't think they're going to shy away from him. Other offenses haven't. Shot away from throwing in his direction. So it's a good matchup for Fowler. I think the thing that you like best about him is that he might transition from the slot, uh, to an outside role. In well, a, he, did in a, the in last huh? he did in the second half last right. week. Hm? He did in the second half. Right. So he could keep doing that. They'll mix and match with their third receiver. So clearly he's going to get a big bump in playing time. Should be okay if you need, if you're really desperate. There are still some other receivers I'd take a chance on before.
0: Taylor, Gabriel or Fowler, guys?
3: Gabriel. Gabriel. Gabriel, but Fowler would look better if Sandoo was playing.
0: Okay, then then would you go Sanu over Fowler too? Yeah, yeah. All right, the Fowlers. I mean, it's a it's a deep play. Starter sit Philip Rivers, twenty three fantasy points in the first meeting. You know how he got it? He threw touchdowns.
2: Well, yeah, but two of them came in the fourth quarter off of yeah. Denver turnovers. Right, right, right. So it's a little flukish. And I'll tell you something else that's crazy, and maybe this is flukish too. He's played the Broncos better in Denver. Uh, than he has at wherever you call his home field. Obviously, it's been Qualcomm Stadium until this year. And you have to go back to 2010 to find the last time Philip Rivers had a good game at home against the Broncos. Just a weird thing. So, no. Sit him. I'm not going to sit him because of that. I'm going to sit him because I think the Denver defense rebounds after last and week. And, yeah, so. he, he said it yesterday. They're going to be pissed. Yeah,
1: I definitely sit him. Rob but Robinson, that little quirk is interesting. That. that the, the After three weeks, you brought up the point that they actually haven't been a bad matchup for quarterbacks. They were giving up, like, 22 fantasy points yeah. to Rivers, Dak, and Taylor on average. We said it was a fluke.
3: The mm-hmm.
1: last two games, they've given up 13 to Carr and 11 to Manning. That's the real Denver
3: defense. I'd throw out Manning, though. Yeah. That was
0: – I would. He didn't really throw. And Carr didn't finish that game, just to be fair. It's true. Okay, so anyway, uh, Rivers or Roethlisberger?
2: Ben. I'll go Rivers. Ben.
0: Rivers or Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod. Tyrod. Rivers or, Rivers or Alex Smith tonight? Smith. 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 Okay. For the, and I'd start
1: Carr over Rivers, too.
0: For the Chargers, Probably. is there anyone we're starting? I mean, it's easy, right? You start Melvin Gordon. Keenan Allen's a must-start. Is Keenan Allen a must-start? Uh
3: he's
1: Definitely in PPR. I, a, I think you can in standard, too. He's a start. He, he's I a guy that I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to start, but I it's not that difficult to imagine a situation where you have a couple of wide receivers are starting. I'd start Garcon over him. I'd start Landry over him. I'd start Richard Matthews over him. I would take Allen over all three.
0: Would you start Landry over him if Devontae Parker plays? Um It's a big difference for Landry. Maybe. That's our next game, by the way. Uh and then Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's a good start. He's you know, he's top ten, I think. Um right? Yeah, it's a, for you guys, you guys like Hunter Henry this week. Denver's given up a touchdown to a tight end in three of their last four games, and Henry's been involved, 15 targets in his last two games. So he's a go, right, Hunter Henry? Yep. Yeah. Zafarian Jenkins or Hunter Henry? Double H. Henry. The game. Ugh. Okay. Keenan Allen or Joe Mixon? Um, Allen. Allen. I'll go Mixon and standard. All right. Jets at the Dolphins. They've already played. First meeting, Jets won 20-6. In week three, Jay Ajayi scored one fantasy point. So it was a weird day for the Dolphins. Um, my stat of the game, I think I used it last week, but it's it's the Jay Ajayi carries. It's 28, 25, and 26 carries in their three wins, and 11 and 12 carries in their two losses. So what do you think about Jay Ajayi this week? Did the Dolphins get their revenge and have a game that's conducive to a big Ajayi day?
2: I think he's okay. Definitely good enough to start. Uh,
3: he's a must-start guy.
1: Yeah. Um, Scott Barrett on Twitter had a good tweet. Ajay has been on the final injury report for two games. He has 79 yards in those two games combined. Three, three games he was not on the final injury report. He has 83 touches for 335 yards.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. And they coincide with the wins and losses, so I'm not sure what the real X factor there is, but it is interesting. So um Do we
2: know how, uh, Mike Pouncey, key to the Jay Ajayi success story is this week? Is he gonna play? I don't know, I haven't seen anything, but he ran well without Pouncey in there. Pouncy really hasn't been Pouncy. I, th- I think they're gonna give him so much work. He's already had 25 carries each of the last two weeks. It's been said. I think they go back to him in a big way. Cause they didn't do it last time they played the Jayi. Pouncey yeah.
0: did not practice. Ajayi or CJ Anderson? Ajayi. I'll go, I'll go Ajayi. How do you approach the Jets running backs?
3: Uh, Forte is an okay flex in
0: PPR. Otherwise, otherwise you don't approach them. Don't approach them. Uh, uh, okay, so Forte or or Dion Lewis? Uh, I'll take Lewis.
1: I'll take Lewis and standard. I think P- P- Forte and PPR. I would agree.
0: See, the thing with Forte is like he had eight catches last week. And the Patriots are terrible against pass catching running backs. I'm not sure if the Dolphins are, but they had been against Kamara and I think one, and, and Melvin Gordon. Those guys both had 65 or more receiving yards and seven or more catches. I, I don't know. I thought maybe there'd be a little bit more enthusiasm for Forte. I, I mean, he's
3: okay. I mean, he, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season. McGuire still got 10 carries last week, so his rushing downs were split between two guys. Yeah. So. And, and, look, the Dolphins got gashed by Devontae Freeman last week, but Devontae Freeman does that to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, they do have a good run, Even They have a good defense. Like I've been saying, they haven't given up more than 20 points in a game, the Dolphins, yet this season. Uh Are there any sleepers in the Jets passing game, including McCown and and the wide receivers?
3: I mean, I, Curse is, is always going to be in that category. But do you feel comfortable starting him? I did last week in one league. Uh, I, fe- I felt more comfortable about it then against New England than I do against right. Miami.
1: Right. I... I like Robbie Anderson if he was practicing. He had 12 targets last week. Um but he's not practicing so I'm getting worried. If he's not playing, I think Curse is a decent sleeper. I don't think McCown is a terrible option for the Rivers owner or for the Car owner.
0: Okay. Would you start Curse or Benny Fowler?
1: Curse. Curse.
0: Curse. What if I just started cursing right now? That would be awesome. Right. Yeah. Curse, curse, curse then I just unloaded. You feel like bleeping stuff out? I don't. Austin Savarian Jenkins, we are starting him. He is 6th for Jamie. He is 7th for Dave and Standard and 5th in PPR. He's 11th for Heath and Standard and 10th in PPR. Uh, Jay Cutler, no. Aj, yes. And then, uh, the Dolphins wide receivers right now. We're approaching it as if Devontae Parker is not going to play. And that means Jarvis Landry is a must start, right? Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm nervous about
2: him this week. Why? Just because I, I think this is an Ajayi game. And I think the Jets have actually gotten better against receivers, specifically slot receivers. And I, I think he can't get away from Landry. Certainly not in PPR. I mean, But well, in Standard League, I don't know if he scores in a third straight game.
3: And I don't think he gets you over 100 yards. He has a good track record against the Jets. Uh, I, I think what we're what we're seeing now is uh, he's being used in the red zone a little bit more with Parker not being there. The offense looked better without Parker in there. I don't think it's a byproduct of Parker. But um, Color look. Hum- Comfortable last week, and if you go back last year, Ryan Tannehill struggled in Gase's system. It was around week five, week six is when we started to see this offense start to click a little bit. You wonder if the same thing's starting to happen now with these guys.
1: And last week wasn't a Jaya game, and Landry had
3: 14 targets. Yeah, but Landry's, Landry's a must
1: I love the touchdown that he had. Did you watch the play where he
2: scored? He, yeah, lined up going one he way went way. in the backfield and then kind of got caught up. He went back the other way. The defense didn't follow him. He was wide open. It was a really good play call.
0: Kenny Stills. Or a Jets wide receiver?
1: If Parker's out, I think you got to go with Stills. I would go curse over Stills if Robbie Anderson's out.
0: Okay. Jets DST, twelve for Jamie, 19th for Dave, 24th for Heath. So difference is there. Whereas everybody seems to like the Dolphins DST right around top 10 or so. Dolphins DST you can go with. Tampa Bay is at Buffalo. And stat of the game. A bison's hump is composed of muscle supported by long vertebrae. It allows the animal to use its head to plow through snow. Bison, buffalo. Um, That's from the National Wildlife Federation. I couldn't really find a good stat of the game for this. So there you go. Now you know about the bison hump. But also stat of the game, Tampa Bay has allowed 283 passing yards to every quarterback they've faced. 27 or more fantasy points to three of the last quarterbacks they faced. So tell me some quarterbacks you would start Tyrod Taylor over. You like Tyrod Taylor better than who?
3: Rivers, Ben, Dalton. Jameis. Jameis. Hundley.
0: Hundley. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: I'd start him over Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah? Wow. Anyone else?
3: No. All
0: right. So Jameis is 13th for Jamie and Heath, 12th for Dave. So a decent start? I want, I do not want to start Jameis.
3: Yeah, I want no part of him. I, I it.
0: I am
1: trying to drop him lower my rankings. It's just. There's nobody there. I agree. Yeah. Right. I don't, there's 12 quarterbacks. I feel pretty comfortable starting this week. The decision could be made for you too, because he might
2: not end up playing. I, what was it that he didn't even throw in practice? On he him did himself? everything
1: but throw. Not if, that's for not a good for a quarterback. The difficult situation I have is if he doesn't throw today, am I ranking him ahead or behind a car? Behind. Behind. I think it's behind, which means I'm dropping him down to seventeen.
3: I don't know if you have to do that today though, because I don't think anybody's gonna be in that situation that they're gonna know.
1: They have JMSA the and chance, Carr. That
3: they're gonna take that chance. Yeah. They'll start carr. Uh I I think uh somebody brought this up. Was it Nick Costas? Um I forget who it was. That would you be more comfortable seeing as a Mike Evans or Deshaun Jackson owner seeing Fitzpatrick play? It's a, as an Evans owner, you'd rather see Fitzpatrick. A because of the gunslinger mentality that he has and B because he's healthy.
0: Uh well, are you starting Evans either way? Yes.
3: I you have to, but I mean it, it it does make a little bit of sense. I think the one thing about it is um John Beeson brought this up a few weeks ago when they beat up Cam Newton and Matt or when they beat up Matt Ryan. Sean McDermott coached in the NFC South. Did a great job against Cam that game in in, in Buffalo, week 2. Did a great job against Matt Ryan. Now, granted, everybody got hurt in that game, Sanu and and Julio Jones, but Ryan was struggling in that game prior to, and Jameis,
0: he knows Jameis too. Okay, so we don't really want to start Winston. And Doug Martin, is he a good start this week? Yes. Number two.
1: Number two. Well, I mean, who else, who are you sitting him for? I'm nervous about him.
2: Because of the matchup? Because of the
3: Imagine matchup. He had a tough matchup last week. He still scored.
1: Yeah. that's. But that, it was, I feel like if you started Doug Martin
3: and it worked out for you, you got a little lucky last you week. You got lucky last week. 100%. I, I think the thing with Martin is, you know, he's going to get work, which is good. You know, he's going to continue to get more work as he gets healthier and fresher and all those things. The, the downside is, is that they still play Charles Sims in these hurry up situations. And if he does not score, the number is going to be a little bit low. So, like, I, I start Peterson over him.
0: Would you start Jarek McKinnon over him? Yes. Yes. Would you start, um Christian McCaffrey or Doug Martin?
3: McCaffrey and PPR. Yep.
0: Alright. Yeah, I mean, look, Buffalo's defense has been great. That's, that's why, that's why we're a little hesitant on him. Uh, how about, uh, Deshaun Jackson, starter sit? Uh, sit if you
3: can. I think he's a boomer bust number three.
2: Yep. Zone yep. defense. They're going to try and corral him. We don't know the status of his quarterback. If it's Jameis, he's not going to be at 100%. If it's Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick might end up over targeting Evans and kind of ignoring Jackson.
1: Uh, I don't like Jackson.
0: Okay. How about Cameron Brait, must start guy? I yeah.
1: would, I'd start Hooper over him.
2: I'd like him better if Jameis played. Very fair.
0: Buffalo allows the third fewest fantasy points to tight ends. They have not faced any good ones. Greg Olson was the only one, and he got hurt early in that game. So we don't really know how good Buffalo is against tight ends. Braid is top ten in standard. He's top twelve in PPR. Tyrod Taylor, we you know he's around tenth or so in the rankings. We talked about who we take uh, t- Taylor over. Any concerns about LaShawn McCoy? No touchdowns so far this year. Tampa Bay struggled against the run lately. Three running backs have had more than fifty-five receiving yards against Tampa Bay. Is McCoy a a must-start? Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say of course, but he really hasn't had a great year. No, but it's... Okay, Okay. uh, Okay. you know what?
3: It is so good. Why are you going to sit him? Tell me who you're sitting for. Adrian Peterson, Jarek McKinnon. Adrian Peterson rolled himself out of retirement home last week and played great.
0: Adrian Peterson, Jarek McKinnon. You seem to like those guys this week. Would you start either of them over LeSean McCoy? No chance. No. Okay.
3: Not even close.
0: And any Buffalo wide receivers? Tampa Bay allows the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy. They're all, they're all, (laughs) they're all dart throws. Nick (laughs) O'Leary.
1: Nick O'Leary and LaShawn McCoy.
0: Nick O'Leary, what do you expect from him this week? Top 10 production. 5 catches, 50 yards. 10? That's the floor.
2: 7
1: catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. I agree.
0: Holy cow, Nick O'Leary. Now that's a FanDuel guy for you. Uh, would you start Nick O'Leary or Jack Doyle, who's actually been added in a lot of leagues? O'Leary. Doyle. All right, we're going to save Jacksonville and Indianapolis for tomorrow, start the Bills DST. Tampa Bay actually, they, you know, Tampa Bay, you think Jameis Winston, all these interceptions, he's thrown three picks. They all came in one game. Uh So they haven't been that bad. They allow the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing DSTs. Tennessee's um, at you, you should,
3: You should just real quick because uh, we're going to differ on T.Y. Hilton and I'm going to be by myself tomorrow, so you should let them explain why they like him so if people want a differing opinion.
0: Okay. Why do you guys like T.Y. Hilton?
2: I just I like the fact that he's at home. I think Brissett's getting better as a passer. I think they're going to trail, and I think that the shots taken uh, downfield will end up being 50-50-ish types of balls, and if it's single coverage, I'll take T.Y. Hilton even against Jalen Ramsey. The, the big play factor matters to me. I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball very well against Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville's run defense isn't as good as its pass defense. But I just have a feeling that T.Y. Hilton comes through with a nice game.
1: I don't like T.Y. Hilton, but I do have him ranked higher. And it's just because of that big playability and the upside. He is the type of guy that can make it worth, to, worth it to start him on one play. And I just – there are not – there are not 30 wide receivers that I can find that I'd rather start over that upside. Where do you, you have saw him? Antonio Brown come through with a big game
2: against come on, Jacksonville? Come
0: on. Come like, on. You cannot well, compare the two. They are completely different.
2: They are, they are different types of receivers. No, they
0: are completely different fantasy receivers now. He doesn't Why? have because Andrew Luck. Because he doesn't Luck. get as many targets. Because he doesn't so have he's Andrew Luck. Because if Antonio Brown had had four games this year with, okay, forget about the fumble, with six or fewer fantasy points, he'd be one of the biggest busts in fantasy. T.Y. Hilton you know, is just not even know, close. It's,
3: it's, it's what happens to Antonio Brown when Ben gets hurt. Yeah. That you're, you're hoping. And I don't like to base things on hope in tough matchups.
0: Alright. Alright, here we go. Tennessee at Cleveland. Stat of the game, Cleveland's last five games, six of eight wide receivers who have had four or more targets have scored a touchdown. Four or more, six of eight who have had four or more targets have caught a touchdown. How many Tennessee wide receivers are worth starting this week? Rashard Matthews for
3: sure, and you can make a case for Decker based on what we saw last week.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really struggling with Decker because at the beginning of the year, I did not think he looked like his old self, but... It seemed like something clicked on Monday night between him and Mariota. I do think that at their peaks, Eric Decker was a better receiver than Richard Matthews. If they just clicked and Decker's his number one now, he could have a big second half.
2: But are we we going with that as being the case, that he's the number one now and that they click now? Because this was a game where Mariota had to stay in the pocket. And I think Decker is a good receiver for a quarterback like that. And when Mariota's on the run, I think it's, it's Matthews is a little bit more, um, quick twitch and can get away from his coverage to get open when Mariota's looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. So I, I, wonder if Mariota being a little more mobile is bad for Decker. Well, everybody's got Matthews D- ahead of Decker's not a slot receiver.
0: E- everybody's yet. got Matthews ahead of Decker. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we can establish that. And Matthews is definitely a number two wide receiver. The lowest he is for anybody is 25th for Dave. Um, and PPR might be a little bit lower. So, you know, no, 25th. So, um, okay, start Jordan Matthews. Decker's interesting though, cause he's 53% owned. So if Rashard you're desperate Matthews. for a wide receiver, it's not a bad play. Rashard Richard Matthews. What'd I say? Jordan. Sorry, Richard Matthews. Thank you. Okay, we'll come back to that. Mariota's eighth for all three of our analysts. Tyra Taylor over, Tyra Taylor or Mariota? Mariota, Mariota. Mariota Cousins. 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 Okay. What do you think about the Tennessee running backs, guys? Murray is is
3: going to be in your lineup if he plays. Um, certainly better than Henry in PPR, but this could be another game where the workload is split. And if you think that the Titans are going to win the game, you've seen what that could be. The Tennessee, the Jacksonville game was evident when he wasn't 100%, and last night, or Monday night's game when Murray wasn't 100%. So it, it's a risk to start Henry. But if you're stuck, it, it could end up being beneficial. He's had uh, I think it's four games in the two years that he's had 14 or more carries and he scored a touchdown in all four of those.
1: I, I'm starting Murray. I'm not starting Henry unless Murray's out. The one thing that stands out to me is that there have been
2: some games here where they've combined for 23 carries, 27 carries, last week 31 carries. And Henry had the lead in two of those three and they were he had one fewer carry than Murray against Seattle in, in week three. What am I getting at? In games where they run the ball a lot, I think DeMarco Murray's got a cap on how many carries he gets and Henry doesn't. Well both the games where they run the ball a lot have been blowout victories. Seattle wasn't was Seattle would you call Seattle a blowout victory?
3: Maybe last then, week
0: last week was not a blowout victory. Late t- I, they stopped about okay, the fourth I'll, down I'll, I'll, I'll retract it. They're victories. In, in games for where sure. they've had
3: the chance to control the clock in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You've seen, I know you've seen Henry heavily involved, that's and, this and game. I know that that's we can't this do this. But we say this with a
1: lot of other things, so I'll just say it. If Derrick Henry doesn't break that long
3: touchdown run, how much different would you talking about the situation? You're so, still talking about a guy that
2: would have had, had 18 carries or 19 carries if he just has right. running gets tackled three. Right, you're
3: hoping you're banking on workload, and he still would have had what, like 80 rushing yards? 60. No. 19 for 60. 19
1: for 60. So we've been saying, man, he was inefficient. Murray had a pulled hamstring and still looked better than
0: he did. Yeah, but Murray averaged less than four yards per carry. It's not like he well, did well in the, in that game last week. Nineteen for sixty is three I, yards per I, carry. I think
3: the one thing you know and, and you know Heath Murray. was at like three point three. Is uh the Colts run defense is good. Brown's run defense run. is good. Huh? Browns run defense is and good. And the Browns run defense is good. You know, so you're you're I I think you just have to approach it as you you if you're the Henry owner, don't have Murray, you want to see Murray sit. If you have both, you're still gonna start Murray. And, you know, just want to hope that he gets in some level of practice
0: before the week is over. Okay. We're wrapping on that. Duke Johnson, is that the only guy you're considering for Cleveland?
1: Yep. I don't hate Crowell as a, a high-end flex, low-end number two. Based on what? He got a little bit more work last week. I feel like he's going to get you six or seven fantasy points. That's a high-end flex. There will be one
2: game along the way where Crowell scores.
3: Sir? This I Tennessee mean, it's, defense is the one thing reach. that he hasn't
2: done. So... Calling your shot on the game where Crowell is going to score it would be an impressive feat. I just don't want to get into the habit of saying, well, he's not bad this week. Because guess what? He's been terrible.
0: Yeah, well, you it's, know what? So is Delaney Walker. And you guys have him ranked very high. Fourth for Jamie. Sixth in standard for Dave. Eighth in PPR. Top five for Heath. Delaney Walker's been awful this year. Cleveland does allow him. Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, but this isn't the first good matchup he's had. He's just not involved, really. He's just not. He's just not playing well. What are you talking about he's their third best running back. He did have eight. He had eight targets last week, but four catches for 17 yards.
3: Yeah, he's been he's been a bust. Um, I I think you're just at least for I'll speak for myself. Just expecting him to uh, do what every tight end against the Browns has done when there's been competent play calling. Okay. Nine or more fantasy points. Is that the number? It's I like nine. nine.
0: I I would like that, too.
3: And I will say, if you're stuck, you want to go for a daily play, John Smith, he's actually scored touchdowns compared to Delaney Walker. So if you want to take a Hail Mary play, cheap.
0: Okay. Evan Ingram or Delaney Walker? Delaney.
2: Walker. I believe I have Walker higher.
0: Okay. You have him back-to-back, Dave. All right. We're uh, we're done for today. I'm sorry about the emails. Pathetic. I'll respond to some of the inbox. My apologies, everybody. Oh, my God. I got to talk to you all day tomorrow. Oh, really? We're doing the mailbag too. Excellence And fantasy football today. I gotta wrap this show up. We're out of here. Let's
3: go to Will all day tomorrow. On <laughs> Thank <video> you. I'll <laughs> be five. sit there in front of the camera for nothing. And then you that. can ask Adam about, like, kickers and stuff.
0: You can ask me about the Yankees. Alright, we're out of here. Later. Are they right. still in it? Yes. Bye.